of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. We're in double digits for the house as far as the votes go. More than that, just a little bit. Before we get there, uh, you know, this border crisis that we have? Yeah. The one good thing is through it all, we've managed it in an orderly way. That mm-hmm. What does that mean? Yeah. So Joe Biden is going to El Paso uh, to visit the border uh, on Sunday. And so as part of the preparations for this, you've got people like Alejandro Mayorkas, the head of Homeland Security, going out making the rounds, trying to sort of say, hey, it's not that big of a deal, okay? We got we got challenges, but we have been handling it in an orderly fashion. And don't, don't worry about the fact that just a few months ago, a few dozen people were cooked to death in the back of a trailer in San Antonio. No, it's been orderly, okay? Well, when they died, it was orderly. It was all in one spot. That's true. That is true. Don't 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 worry about the fact that more than six hundred people died at the border uh, in one fiscal year, a record, and you know mm-hmm. record crossings and all that stuff. Don't worry, it's been orderly. Uh, this was on CNN. Okay. You know, uh, we um, we have seen the situation at the border uh, managed in an orderly way. We have seen it in extraordinarily challenging circumstances as well. You can rest assured. Poppy, that we're doing everything that we possibly can to build a <laughs> system that provides humanitarian relief in a safe and orderly yeah. way. Nope. You know, I'm not going to call it this early, but that has to be one of the top five lies of 2023. Yeah. Yes. And we just started. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the humanitarian aid thing right now, when you're on, in a triage mode, has to go out the window. I'm sorry. It sucks for people who legitimately need to escape horrific situations. I don't know if you've been seeing the news out of Mexico with El Chapo's kid getting arrested. I mean, it's a legit war zone as Mexican authorities have been oh, now arrested him, but man, it's on there. They've got 50 cal rifles. They're shooting at airplanes. I mean, well, it's and crazy. some of the news outlets that are covering it are saying, I mean, who's really running things there? Right. Well, it's the cartels. Right, exactly. People have known that for a while. But, yeah, it's horrific. It really is. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And so I, it's sad to me that we're in this situation. But, look, if you were willing to support closing down public schools for a virus that wasn't all that dangerous to kids, uh, then you can shut down the asylum process for six months. Goodness, yes. And the thing is, David, what we've been hearing for months and months, most of the people coming through the southern border right now are not from Mexico. Right. It's from several other countries, uh, and not just the ones where 
Kamala was out to find the root causes. People are coming from all over the world. And, you know, part of me wants to freak out again on Mayorkas. I've done it so many times. Whenever he goes to speak, I almost have to just tell myself, you know this guy's going to be full of crap. He's going to say outrageous lies, just blatant lies. Just get used to it because that's what it is. And as far as I can tell, he's never totally been called out by legacy media. Like, you, you see a clip of Mayorkas, mm-hmm. whether it's CNN, ABC, to just flat out say, so that's a flat out lie. <laughs> that That's a flat out lie, what you're saying right now. Have you ever seen that happen with that guy? No, for the most part, uh, when you're looking at mainstream or legacy media, they'll say, well, will you define this as a crisis? And if, if this isn't a crisis, then what is? That kind of stuff. I think Poppy Harlow even said something to that effect today. But it's never the actual calling out of, you are lying right now. Right. You are Um, not telling the the truth. The border is secure. (laughs) It's not. You are lying. And that's when all I can think of is someone's going to make a movie at some point in time. When it happens, I want to see it. That you have a guy like Mayorkas that's caught lying. And they give him one other chance. But they... Put a dog collar on him, the old shock collar. And every time he starts to go again. Um, the border the border is secure. <laughs> Maybe it's liar, liar, too. Where <laughs> my orca says to go, yeah, obviously the border's wide open and we don't care. <laughs> go! <laughs> he starts beating himself up. Yeah, right. yeah I want to see that. Yeah. That would be great. Something different anyway. Yep. Okay, a piece from the failing New York Times, David? Oh, yeah. Well, the effort to elect a new Speaker of the House is still going on as 20 Republicans (laughs) are refusing to go along with the party to elect Kevin McCarthy. Um, And they're entering the 12th round of voting now after having failed 11 times. Yes. There was apparently a very tense conference call with Republican members of the House of Representatives, or I guess technically members-elect because they haven't been sworn in yet, which is... Kind of cool in my mind that you know we don't actually. There's a have lot a, of things they can't do. Yes, we, we don't have a we don't have a House of Representatives right now. I honestly, I'm like, yeah, let's sort this out. Let's let's let it go. But uh, apparently now it is racist uh, to hold out on voting for Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> this what? is th- really it's just it's throwing darts at the woke board, right? Uh, this is Mara Gay with the New York Times editorial board speaking on MSNBC. <laughs> All right, roll it. Some of these individuals were people who uh, were really only elected based on a litmus test to stop the tide of diversity in the country, the browning of America, the fears that surround that. And so they were not elected to go do the work of government. And you're seeing that now. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. How do you know that? They, they nominated a black guy. Yeah. But that, that's all they have. When they don't like anything, it's just, well, it's either got to be sexist, homophobic, transphobic, or racist. That's it. Well, yeah, and the black guy they nominated, they've said, well, he's, <laughs> he's black, but he's all for white supremacy. Yeah. He's a prop. <laughs> that's what they called him. Yeah, so, but this is the same woman who somehow still has a job at a, at a national news outlet. Two of them, actually, MSNBC and the failing New York Times. The same woman who, remember... Uh, on the campaign trail when Michael Bloomberg was running and they were talking about how much money he had spent, she actually claimed that 
he spent enough money to give every American a million dollars. Remember this? Yes. <laughs> yes. Of course. Mm, That's of course. cut two here. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is so frustrating, this entire thing with the speaker vote. My gosh. Um, somebody tweeted recently that um, actually with the money he spent, he could have given every American a million dollars. got it. Let's put it up yeah. on the screen. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's true. It's disturbing. It does. It does suggest, <laughs> you know, what we're talking about here, which is there, there's too much money in politics. It was five hundred million dollars that he spent. So right, it's like a dollar and change for every American. <laughs> every American. Not, not close. They missed it by this much. <laughs> <laughs> I got a clip I want to play for you. As far as the whole speaker thing, the, we talked about this yesterday. Here's the most concerning thing to me right now. The amount of people on the, quote, conservative side, including some conservative media outlets, that are all in for Kevin McCarthy, it has to be him. And I don't quite understand that. Because the holdouts wanted several things. And from what I understand, they got several things that are very important. So that you can't just cram an omnibus bill through that it's line by line, where it's just more responsible so you don't get the Michelle Obama trail paid for right. and all these LGBTQ plus centers. I mean, millions and millions and millions of dollars that just get jammed through that really never gets talked about. And as an example, um, like this morning on Fox and Friends, Brian Kilmeade, who I like, I like a lot of the people that I don't understand their take on this right now, had this to say. He might lose the rest of the caucus if he keeps giving into the Freedom Caucus. So he's got two-thirds uh, or nine-tenths are in his pocket. And he says, if you keep giving in to these 20, sooner or later you're going to be in a situation where I don't really want you being Speaker if you can't do anything. And if the word that Matt Gates used last night, who will never vote for Kevin McCarthy, uh, and it's obviously personal, is that he's going to be in a straitjacket. Okay, so they're saying some of these holdouts, well, it's not really about principle. It's, you know, something personal yeah. with Kevin McCarthy. Yet personal meaning you guys been in leadership for a long time, and he's limp constantly, all the time, just siding with Democrats and voting for all these things that conservatives don't want to happen, people that vote for Republican candidates to go to Washington, D.C. to do. And so Gates is on Laura Ingram's show. Did you, anybody hear this? I didn't, uh -huh. I didn't hear this. All right, real quick and we'll move on. I wouldn't be betting on uh, my vote for Kevin McCarthy under almost any circumstance, but it's important to note that all of those so it's points personal, you just then. presented. Wait, McCarthy, well, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, Ed, that's personal then. You, no, you no, just no. made this very principled point. No, no, you can't have it both ways. Kevin McCarthy has been in the leadership for 14 years, and he has sold shares of himself to special interests, to political action committees, and so that's why I don't think he is an appropriate choice it does yes have to be personal. there you go oh yeah and then it and then it cut to ainsley this morning it does have to be personal because mccarthy has given in to every concession that they have asked so far uh, he hadn't yeah until a specific time but usually when someone says well it's just personal meaning i don't like that person i don't think that's it because a lot of these people said i like kevin he's just a doormat he's bought and paid for and we can't have that in leadership anymore huh. it's weird man and to my thinking, I don't care if it's personal <laughs> at all. It's like, well, 
does he have the votes or not? But why, why, if you're a host, that you don't say, okay, that's your point. We'll see how this works out. Instead yeah. of just hammering the people that are holding out, like don't you have you... a vested interest no, in it. Man. Something's it's going weird. on there, man, because everybody it, seems to be unified in this thing now. It's it's crazy, except Tucker Carlson, except and voters. Yeah, right. But you know what I'm saying? I yes, mean, this I do. almost seems like it was a memo that went down. Yeah. Great. So do you think it's going to happen today? Because there have been these concessions made, no, but it seems I like don't. there's like five or six that are saying, I'm not voting for no. McCarthy no matter what. Oh, I, I hope it keeps going, honestly. I do. I'm loving every second of this. So no bets there? No. You oh, know no. what? I think we have a bet on something else. We do? Yes, because after the good news of DeMar Hamlin, yeah, the Buffalo Bills player that has made great strides, the NFL came out and said, well, we're not going to replay that game. You know, it's it's just canceled. Yeah, and so then you know, there's a lot of discussion. Was that fair to some of these teams as far as where playoff games get played, that sort of thing? And as we're talking about that, David said none of it matters anyway. Yeah, and then he gave. Well, to me, it was just a statement that I couldn't believe. Well, it's none of it matters anyway because the Buccaneers are going to get hot in the playoffs, and Tom Brady's going to get his ring. And I said, you can't say that. I just did. Well, if you're going to say that, you're going to have to put some money behind I'll, that. I'll put 10 on that. Wow. I'm in. Mm, yeah, I'm in on that one. You want in, too? Well, sure. That is bold, man. I like it. Every once in a while, it's like once a year, David gets really frisky with these football bets. He goes way out on a limb. I think, what was the one last year where you picked an upset and they got throttled? And you're like, I was running on emotion on that game. Yeah, I can't remember who they were. <laughs> I, I remember what you're talking about, but I don't remember what the teams were. Yes. I want to say it, I, was, it, I was betting against the Bills. Okay. And there was a 2018, the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, yeah. And then Dak <laughs> turns his ankle inside out. And... <laughs> All right. News update straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Are you guys doing okay today? Are we doing okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine. I think, right. I think I'm doing all right. Why? Well, it's January 6th. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I just said to you, I, I watched the Today Show today. I didn't see anything on it. I thought it'd Good be morning, like wall-to-wall America, wall coverage yeah. today. Well, the day that shook America. I mean, that that's the beauty of uh, sort of, I, I, th- I don't think this was intentional, but that's the beauty of having this uh, food fight in the House right now with the Speaker election is that there are so many eyeballs on that that we don't have to hear people compare this to 9-11 and all that. Cable news will hit it, of course, and there was like a ceremony where they had a moment of silence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's not just the House thing. But then there was the news yesterday on the Idaho murders. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of coverage on that this morning because the timeline got laid out and other details that people didn't know. And we've talked about the story a little bit. It's in some ways more heart-wrenching when you actually go through the timeline of how this went down. And as you brought up, David, 
the one survivor saw the killer. Alleged killer. Yeah, that that's the weird thing. So as, as it goes, the killer breaks into the house just after 4 a.m. Yeah. Then the first stop is killing one person and her boyfriend, Zana and uh, Ethan Chapin. Yeah. Uh, they get murdered, and then he goes to another room and kills two other people there. And then the next stop is Dylan Mortensen, the surviving housemate who sees a masked man in the corner in the corridor between the floors who walks past her. But then, so he leaves at 425. And she could describe his eyebrows. And 911 isn't called until like noon? Yeah. Or something? That's, that's, that's very strange to me. Yes. Very much so. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that's the dude. At least my mind. Yeah. Not that you've never been wrong before. Well, no, <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, everybody's but, been wrong before, but... Y- but yeah, there, what's that the explanation for that? That is a strange, strange thing. It really is. You had a survivor, or someone that was there, saw him, knows the situation, I'm guessing, of the other people, the occupants, yeah. and doesn't call 911 until noon? Or did she think it was somebody else? I don't know. She think I somebody was still in there? I don't know. I, I don't know either. That's wacky, man. Yeah, it's, it's really strange. Yep. Um, yes, not a big surprise. More U-Haul trucks left California than any other state in 2022. Not surprised, right? Mm-hmm. People voting with their feet, man. They're leaving. Yep. Bye. Yes. Well, a lot of people went to Texas and to Florida, so they can also track, you know, the one-way U-Haul. Yeah. Just going there and not turning around, which is the way it usually goes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it should tell you something. You, you don't see that reported a whole lot as far as national news. Well, it is. I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, last week, I think it was uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul going out and saying, we need to reverse this trend of people leaving our state. And it's like, lady, just a few months ago, you were joking about deporting people to Florida. What do you, what do you think is going to happen? That's true. <laughs> A lot of people that could get out uh, have gotten out. I was just talking to uh, some friends the other day that had a brother that was a cop in Illinois that's now in Florida, and you ask, okay, how's it going for him? Oh, they love it. And DeSantis just gave them a bonus to show appreciation at the end of the year. Like, we appreciate you keeping this state safe. And you're like, wow, that's been sorely lacking across the country for a while. No doubt about that. Um, Man, there's a lot to get to today. There's another update on the House vote. An El Paso judge calls Biden's border visit long overdue, you think? Well, that's being nice. Yeah, get to that much more. Coming up right here. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, uh, before we get to the 12th ballot vote for the House Speaker, 
Um, an El Paso judge called Joe Biden's border visit long overdue. That's being kind. Uh, yeah, so Joe Biden finally making a trip to the border. He'll be visiting El Paso this weekend, and the local officials are saying this is something that should have happened a long time ago, obviously. This is uh, El Paso County Judge Ricardo uh, Samaniego uh, speaking to the local NBC affiliate in El Paso. So we're very excited that he's here. I think it's long overdue. I'll be very honest. I was hoping he'd come a little earlier because we've had some incredible situations. Uh, it's diminished a little bit. The numbers are down uh, quite a bit. Uh, so uh, it's not going to be as dramatic as it was You know, three weeks ago. We almost had 5,400. And what we don't need is someone to tell us how to do it, but to provide us the resources. Yeah, like maybe protect the border. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, when you're talking about just processing people as they're coming in and out of your shelter system, you know, that that's something that you just you got to have the manpower to do to to do that. And so uh, it seems like there are a lot of officials who just kind of want Biden to let them do their jobs. Yeah, because in so many ways, he hasn't done that. Yeah, we don't enforce the law. And Mayorkas is out there saying, yeah, there's no problem. We've had challenges, yeah. but we've done this mm-hmm. in a in a mannerly way. Mm-hmm. And also humane. <laughs> to just protect the border. And orderly, let's remember. Uh, yes, orderly. Everybody, what does that even mean? Well, the line never got discombobulated. Everybody tucked it in. It was... <laughs> As David mentioned know. earlier, I mean, you had, was it 45 people die in that truck? And you've had over 600, even over 700 people die yeah. right at the border trying to get in. Yeah, that's, that's not humane. Orderly? Yeah. Yeah, that, that doesn't make sense at all. All right, it's that time of day we do this. We uh, go around the table. You see the story that's really interested you today. It may not be the biggest story, but it piqued your interest. David, today, what's your story? Oh, well, the effort to elect a new speaker. The House still going on. you got 12th ballot here, 20 Republicans refusing to go along with the party to elect Kevin McCarthy. And the takes are really something, because apparently democracy in action is a threat to democracy. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yes, it is. <laughs> democracy <laughs> is killing democracy. Hmm. Uh, CNN's John King actually invoked DeMar Hamlin, the Buffalo oh, Bills player God. who collapsed on the field this Monday night. guy. Golly. This is wild, man. Okay, roll it. Especially when you have a small majority, you have to accept your responsibility as a member of the team. Pick your, pick, pick your, your business, pick your sport. Imagine those two doctors we just listened to uh, who treated and all the people on the field who cared for that a Buffalo Bills player. Imagine if somebody said no. Or, or, no, I want to do the other job. It doesn't work that way. When you're on a team, you have to, yes, yes, you go to the boss's office and you say, I want this, I want this, I want this. But eventually, somebody has to make a decision. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I, you, you are so outraged by I'm letting you have I know, it, Well, I, I mean, we're not completed, I don't think, quite yet. But anyway, yeah. I mean, with the whole DeMar thing and teamwork and comparing it somehow to this vote yeah my question is this how long has john king been in this game long time long time yes way longer than any of us yeah how bad do you have to be at your job to have that take Uh, it's seriously you have to accept your responsibility as a member of the team said who yeah no where does it say that right it doesn't say that right you you don't have to do that at all and you know what if your constituents don't like this then next election, they'll let you know. But it, Isn't it called the People's House? 
Yes, it is. Okay. So I, I don't even know what you're talking about there, John. Pick your, pick, pick your, your business, pick your sport. Imagine those two doctors we just listened to uh, who treated and all the people on the field who cared for that a Buffalo Bills player. Uh-huh. Imagine if somebody said no. They're at the game. That's their job. Okay. This is voting on the leader of the house. And it's someone in the past that voted for vax mandates for the military and $100 billion for Ukraine and using Medicare to fund the post office and the drafting of women and the January 6th committee and D.C. as the 51st state. And then you ask conservatives around the country, do you want that guy to be Speaker of the House? You know what they say, John? Are you bleeping kidding? We don't want him on our team. So just because the establishment people say you got to get in line, this is the way it works in this town, the same people that say we need to get to D.C. and fix this broken system. Mm-hmm. We need change in D.C. Yes. As long as we keep getting paid right. from all of our donors, <laughs> all yeah. the big corporations that fund our campaigns, up yours. Yeah, everybody campaigns on bold change and fixing Washington <laughs> until they actually get in office, and then they say we'll do that next time. Unbelievable. Okay, what's your story, Scott? Well, uh, I, I was curious about this because nothing's happened, but for six years, Donald Trump's tax returns were the canvas onto which Democrats and their corporate media enablers painted every imaginable conspiracy, if you recall. There was foreign influence, there was money laundering, insurance, fraud, securities fraud, tax fraud, and then some. We were all going to find out once we got a hold of those taxes. Tax returns, by the way, came out over the weekend of January 1st. There is no smoking gun. The media has already dropped this story. As a matter of fact, Monday was the last day any liberal cable, CNN, MSNBC, or broadcast, ABC, CBS, and NBC, even mentioned those tax returns. Even then, the coverage was sparse. CNN, and uh, there were three mentions on MSNBC that featured any discussion on them at all. So six years of crazy, wild speculation, and nada! (laughs) You know, I, I saw some headlines, and I could barely muster up enough interest, saying, okay, what is it? Well, there's really nothing there. Really? No, there's nothing, because if there was a smoking gun, <laughs> my God, we would have heard about it by now, over and over and over again. Yes, it's so true. Uh, for my story today, and part of the reason I bring this up is I had never heard this before. David had, Scott, you had not either, and it has to do with Prince Harry. Oh, yeah. Okay, and this story is played out to me, but now this book is coming out. Yeah. Spare. And he's out doing all the interviews, and there's all these excerpts from the book. Okay. By the way, one of the stories, apparently, he attended his brother's wedding with a frostbitten, you know, penis. Frostbitten? Yeah. Hmm. Yes. There's like a dozen Meghan Markle jokes that I've got, and I can't. I appreciate your growth as far as your maturity. I thought maybe your heart touched it. Oh, boy. Well, he said said that it was an expedition to the North Pole in March of 2011, and he said in the book, Pa was very interested and sympathetic about the discomfort of my frost-nipped ears and cheeks. While the ears and cheeks were already healing, the, he calls it something else, wasn't. It was becoming more of an issue by the day. Oh, my. 
So showing a little toughness there, maybe, after the story of he, well, breaking a dog's bowl with his back and getting cut and his necklace breaking as Prince William grabbed him by the collar and, and took him down to the ground, apparently. Does he have a little wool cap on it now? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of gear was he packing, though? I mean, like, that's not All right, Moving on, I'm going to get to the real reason I brought this story up. This is something I'd never heard before. Part of the book talks about the rumor that was out there that he is not really Prince Charles's son. Yeah, I know. that I never heard that either. I've never really followed the royal stuff that much, so that was news to me. And it was on Megyn Kelly's podcast. She was talking with Tom Bauer, who knows about such things. Sounds like he does. He's got the accent. But he's telling the story. I think more interesting about their relationship is Charles apparently joking, in inverted commas, with Harry, that perhaps Harry, Charles is not Harry's father about the death. Well, first of all, how would he know what uh, Prince Charles, as he then was, said to Diane on the day of his birth? I mean, that's ridiculous. He's got no evidence for that at all. And as for the, uh, the way in which he was told about the death, I mean, it was traumatic. Okay, so he's going over some other things here from that conversation about how he was told about the death of his mother. And then on the day of his birth, he wasn't there, meaning Prince Harry wasn't there, but that's where Prince Charles allegedly said, I have an heir and now a spare. And that's how he got the name spare. Okay. I think more interesting about their relationship is Charles apparently joking, inverted commas, with Harry that perhaps Harry, Charles is not Harry's father. Okay. Lover that Diana had between the two births. And uh, that has always been a subject of contention uh, that uh, Prince Charles or King Charles is not really Harry's father, which Harry has now brought up. Um, you know, th this is really hugely explosive and very damaging for the royal family. Okay, a and then you called, mentioned the guy's name. What's the name? A man called Hewitt, who's an army officer who did have an affair with um, Diana, is about an unknown or unnamed. Hmm. And apparently that's where the ah. rumor was that Prince Harry is ginger. Mm -hmm. Carrot top not available. For... <laughs> I just never heard that before. Yeah. Holy smokes, man. She was a huge fan of prop comedy. And then I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go back and watch shows about it. I really don't want to yeah. know that much. But it's like one of her lovers. How many lovers? Do you know this stuff? Is I, this common knowledge? I assumed there were several. Okay. That's what I... I mean, I don't watch The Crown or any of that stuff. No, nah, I mean, just based on hearsay and things, you know, who knows what's true. Well, you seem to know a little bit about this, David. I, I've just heard the rumor that he's got uh, a father that uh, we don't actually know who he is. Okay. I'll just say that. I've, I, I've heard that rumor. I mean, I always assumed it was Fidel Castro, but, I, you know, I guess thinking about it now... It, well, clearly, Fidel Castro is not a redhead, so that theory's got to right. be out the window. Maybe it was Stevie Wonder. I'm not sure. Okay. Man, we're really going all the way around now. I'm trying to see Stevie Wonder in Prince Harry, and I, I can't see the resemblance, really. I'm stuck with redheads. <laughs> but yeah. you have me at uh, the Prime Minister of Canada oh, the, and Castro. Oh, Trudeau, yeah. That's that not makes a, sense. Yeah, that's not a joke. Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, is absolutely the illegitimate son of Fidel Castro. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> he starts smoking cigars at four. <laughs> <laughs>
one other thing real quick. Did anybody see the story about the predictions that were made a hundred years ago in 1923, what life would be like in 2023? I love this stuff. I, I, I do. I love it. Um, it was predicted that people would work a maximum of four hours a day. We're getting close. In 1923, the headline was, No more hard work by 2023 because electricity would make it possible. And where is there a crisis in parts of the world right now with electricity? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. Also, that there would be no ugly people. They thought beauty pageants would become obsolete because it would be almost impossible to choose a winner. Uh, uh, Honestly, that makes sense why they would believe that. And they could never have foreseen Drag Queen Story Hour. So... That's true. <laughs> or what people say, no, this is beautiful. Right. Or the invention yes. of spandex pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, also that women would paint their teeth black to be fashionable. I don't know where that prediction comes from. No, me either. Uh, I've never seen that look good. Um, also that life expectancy would be 100 years old. And here's the fascinating thing about that. Because another expert at the time in 1923 said it would be 300. You know what the average was in the United States 100 years ago for life expectancy? Mm-mm. 53. David? 64. Wow, Robin's a winner. 57. I didn't realize that, that was is, just 100 years ago. Yeah. That's fascinating. And one of the other things that cancer would be eradicated. A lot. Well, there's been a lot of gains in that, yes. but not eradicated. Oh, they said, well, flying from Chicago to Germany is only going to take 18 hours. They're actually too conservative on that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's not nearly that long. It's about nine hours yeah. now. So, yeah, a lot of gains. All right. We've got to get to another news update. Uh-oh, more drama on the House floor. Straight ahead. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's been big news all week. 11 failed votes to pick a speaker. Will Kevin McCarthy give in to even more demands from the hard right Republicans blocking him? And how the stalemate is reverberating across the country and disrupting government business. Well, we can't have that. (laughs) It is so weird hearing Michael Strahan deliver that. Yes, it is. Also, they need to write a script where it doesn't say quite so many S's. I agree. What do you mean? Across the country, disrupting government business. I mean, I would never say that to his face, okay? Let's be clear. I'm way too much of a coward for that. No. Well. I'd say David said it. I think you're saying it out of love. (laughs) More than anything else. Help him out. Very Very protective nature. But, yeah, we can't have, you know, standing in the way of government business. We can't have it. We, this needs to be stopped. Where are these holdouts? Have they, have they come Kevin McCarthy's way? The answer to that is a resounding no. Does as he, I'm did, looking at the vote total right now. Did he voice his own audio book? I don't know. Easy to find out, though. Great. Yeah, six others have already voted. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Neither for Jeffries or McCarthy. So, Yeah. It doesn't look like Kevin McCarthy's going to get it on the 12th try. But there's been some movement. 
There has been. Byron Donalds has voted for McCarthy, and a few of the other uh, holdouts have. Well, some of the concessions that have been made, seriously, are a big deal. They're good things. And you're glad that people held out for them. I think you have Bobert and Matt Gates, and I don't know how many others are just saying, it's not going to be Kevin. I am not voting for Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. Period. He, the end. He promised to plow Gates' driveway every time it snowed. And <laughs> it's not his, happening. Paint his house. Yeah. Uh, other news. The stash is back. John Bolton? Yeah. What? John, John Bolton says he's going to run for president. <laughs> Oh, good. Go ahead. Please. Former U.N. ambassador, warmonger, Trump administration official says, well, he's thinking about running for president to stop Donald Trump. This was on CNN. All right. It's just unacceptable for a party in a constitutional system to accept as anything, any kind of leader in that party, somebody who opposes the Constitution that underlies it. And I think if we don't speak up and make that clear now... We're going to regret it. So that's why I've said I would contemplate getting into the 2024 race myself if others don't step up. Okay. I mean, you know, as far as the Constitution, okay. Van Camp, you have a better shot at the presidency than John Bolton. (laughs) I say that with confidence. Seriously. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Over for 12, Kevin McCarthy appears. More on that in a little bit. Uh, of course, we have the problem at the border. Uh, but apparently not just a problem in the United States. This is a global problem? Oh, yeah. Uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas says the border crisis, hey, man, you got to stop thinking locally. we got to think globally here, okay? This was on CNN today. Okay. It is reflective of a migration challenge that is gripping the entire hemisphere. When I was in Colombia, and they spoke of 2.4 million Venezuelans in Colombia now, we are seeing Costa Rica's population increasingly formed by Nicaraguans. We're seeing a tremendous movement of people throughout the hemisphere. We don't live in those places. Yeah. And a regional challenge requires a regional solution, which is why President Biden has led the regional leaders in addressing it. Okay. I've said it before. I would like someone at some point in time, this is like fantasy world, to make a show where a character like Mayorkas has a dog collar on (laughs) after like the 80th time he's lied and said, okay, no more. You're going to get zapped. And we're just going up from there. So when he says nonsense like this, it's it's the harder zap every time. (laughs) Well, and you're right. We don't live in Guatemala or we don't live in Costa Rica. I mean, we are the United States of America. And, uh, you know, you can point out, yes, this is a struggle all over the place because people are leaving their home countries in, in massive yes. numbers. Right. That doesn't excuse you, though. And if Joe Biden's been leading with regional partners, then you can say objectively he has failed at that. Absolutely. I mean, we brought this up many times. There are a lot of people in the United States that give money to people 
in third world countries. Poor kids. People have a heart. At the same time, when you say nonsense like, what was this? Requires a regional solution. What sort of leader from the United States of America says it takes a regional solution to protect our border? It doesn't. It just takes will that you have none of. The guy's so limp. Gosh, he can't get out of that position quick enough. The thing is, in that administration, there's a dozen of them just like him. Okay, I failed. I was going to try not to freak out on Mayorkas <laughs> no, today. No, it's okay because what they do, they conflate this with it's it's not our problem. It's everybody's problem. It's not. You guys and what does bitching. a freaking leader do? Quit bitching because the, the whole thing is blown out of proportion. I mean, everybody's got this issue. We're all trying to deal with it. With any company, okay, that is going sideways and you got to right the ship, is the leader going to say, well, you know... If, this is a problem, you know, regionally, and we're going to need some regional help. No, you got to write the ship, yeah. or you lose your job. Yeah, you're the leader. We're wondering if Guatemala comes out of the Midwest region. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last part? The regional leaders in addressing it. Oh, okay, I, I know, I, but it's they see. It's not so bad. It's everybody's got this problem. Everybody does. So the regional leaders, like in Guatemala, in Mexico, Honduras, we're counting on them to help with the problem. <laughs> Since when? It's worldwide inflation. Okay. It's right. it's worldwide COVID. It's worldwide, It you know. All right. Meanwhile, uh, government business is halted, apparently. Stalemate is reverberating across the country, yes. disrupting government business. Because of the speaker vote. And yes. it yep. looks like Kevin McCarthy has failed for a 12th time. Yes. And some of the original 20 holdouts have now caved, or they have... They said, okay, my demands had been met, and so they have flipped to voting for McCarthy, but it doesn't seem like it is enough here. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I I think it's very interesting the amount of threats and hot takes that are coming down from a lot of Republicans right now uh, towards the people who are saying, no, we don't want to do this. You know, all these people who pride themselves on limited government yeah. just want people to go along with the status quo. That's really disappointing. And one of them, man, I'll tell you, it, it is a big disappointment. I've always had a weird feeling about this guy, but a huge disappointment. Uh, oh, rep- dude, let me say it for you. That way you won't have to brag. Okay. Okay. And I, I can't remember the timeline. Is it a year and a half ago? year ago? Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there? When Dan Crenshaw had his podcast, I'm like, man, you should hear that podcast. It's really good. I really like that guy. I think this guy could be, you know, one day president. Seriously. Really like this guy. And then over time, you hear different statements. You hear different positions changing. And you said from the get-go, David, got a bad feeling, man. There's something there that I just I can't trust it. And, man, have you been proven right. Well, and, 100%. I mean, this is case in point here. He was doing this interview with Neil Cavuto on Fox News. And Cavuto, to his credit, was saying, okay, well, at, at some point, don't you kind of have to back down because – if Kevin McCarthy doesn't have the votes, he doesn't have the votes. It really doesn't matter if it's just a handful uh, of of Republicans who are holding out. It does not matter. He doesn't have the votes. So what about alternative candidates? What about uh, Byron Donalds, for example? Okay. Byron Donalds is running. And, and you don't 
You don't think he's a credible he, candidate? He started, he started five minutes ago. And no, he's not a credible candidate. He's, he's a freshman who started five minutes ago. That's not running. He didn't raise hundreds of millions of dollars to win the Republican majority in, in multiple election cycles. No. Hold on a second. That's what it takes now? Yeah. That you're a, a person that can raise the money? What? There are a lot of different people that can do that. But that's not what the people that elected the individual congresspeople elected them to do. Okay, when you get to D.C., whoever raised the most money, put them in power. Right. Okay, and then when they tell you if you don't vote for them, they're going to stifle you and make you ineffective, don't don't fight back, just go along with them. No, everybody wants change. That's what we've talked about, well, for years. What happened to Dan? That's not a credible candidate. But is there, are you or anyone, I know in your mind, like you're still McCarthy, you're still very loyal in that regard, but eventually the more this keeps no. happening, you, you, you begin to no, wonder, no, 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 no. what it's is there an loyalty. alternative here? I, I, I'm just wondering, no we keep repeating I, I this, right? Asking. But it's not, it's not loyalty to the man, it's loyalty to the, to the rule of law that we abide by here. If rule you of always law. set this... What's he talking about? Uh, I don't understand. He's talking about the rules, I think. He may have just gotten mixed up there because there is no law that says that whatever you agree to behind closed doors means you got to formally vote for it on the floor of the House of Representatives. That's not how any of this works, man. Heck no. If you always set this precedent where a mere 20 people can, can, just, can just destroy the, 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 the conference of over 200, then you're setting a terrible precedent and they'll just keep taking scalps. I mean, if you're if you're actually looking at who's getting the mo- m- more votes, but not a majority, Hakeem Jeffries up until I guess today has been doing that. So, under his own logic, then Hakeem Jeffries should be the Speaker of the House. You know, a little bit later, we'll go through some of the concessions that have been made that are going to make the House better. What people vote for Republicans for are actually happening because of the people that are holding out, even though. The whole time they've been holding out, the likes of Dan Crenshaw are demonizing them, calling them terrorists. That sounds like, I'm not saying it is, but honestly, doesn't that sound like someone that's bought and paid for? It does, man. And that, that, that has been given their marching orders, and you go out there and you make Kevin McCarthy the speaker. The one question that I rarely hear asked of the likes of Crenshaw is, why does it have to be Kevin McCarthy? Why him? Oh, I mean... Dan because Crenshaw, he's bought and paid for. Right. Dan Crenshaw just said it. And I, I will say, even though I had a weird feeling about him from the beginning, I've always also told you, I hope I'm wrong. And I'm really, yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed. I thought he I'm, was better than this. Well, not any more disappointed than me. I got to tell you again, you were right. <laughs> and I was a sucker. David was right on this one. And I bought in too. I did. I, you know. Yeah, but you do that all the time. I know, I, I know. You should be used to it by I'm now. so freaking naive. Yeah, I'll buy into anything. Okay. Sounds good. I'm not going to dig up all the clips. No, no, that's okay. About Scott Walker. I mean, we, we don't have time to go back years and Somebody years. on this show was uh, actually talked into buying a racehorse. <laughs> that's true, too. Named Dan Crenshaw. By the way, you know what? We probably don't have time to get into this right now. The whole part, too, about Byron Donald's. Being called a prop by Corey Bush, how racist that was. The blowback to that was mighty. And that was good to hear. We'll Mm -hmm. get to that a little bit later on. Um, Something that not only Americans have wanted for a long time, but I think people around the world. um, 
and that's all female M and M's. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, what Mars, <laughs> Mars, which makes M and M's, has announced the release of its first ever packs of all female M and M's. I did not realize that M and M's in the package were anatomically correct until today. I did not realize this, Scott. Well, and when you put them in your mouth, they change to male. <laughs> the, uh, Very 2023. The yeah. candy company said the packages, though, it's on the packaging. It'll be there. Uh, what, what's the actual term for this? Um, it's I'm a trying to look it characters. up so I can see it. Oh, uh, female trio spokes candies. Uh, that will, uh, they will be represented exclusively on the packaging. <laughs> it is still sad, though, because these women are still naked. On the uh, on on the packaging, yeah. so mm-hmm. you you only celebrate women if they look okay naked. That's very misogynistic. <laughs> Objective Mars candy. Yeah, that's really not okay. Mm-hmm. Then the other oh. thing is though, I, what I keep thinking is uh, if you really want to go full on woke here, uh, you just make them all non-binary because we've all seen the packaging, we've all seen yes! the, the commercials. There's nothing right. dangling between their legs. No, Let's go. No, no, I mean, no. They're they're two spirit M and M's. Hold on a second. Why is the package purple? Mm. Uh, as far as I know, not all females like, you know, stereotypically women colors. It's true. Yeah. Misogynistic. Wow. Hmm. So are there anything else different about them? No. Okay. It's not like they start complaining it's too cold once you get into your stomach, that sort of thing? Oh, see. What? See. <laughs> okay. Stereotypical garbage. Get into your stomach. Hey, could we rearrange a few things down here? Not quite to my liking. <laughs> while you're while you're eating them, you can also swallow a, a lot of your pride. That's <laughs> got little messages yeah. on. Them. That's a joke, care. honey. I if you're care. listening, that's a joke. Just a joke. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Uh, climate change is causing violence. How? You'll find out next. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. It's over. What's over? Number 12 in the books. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, there is good news for he Kevin McCarthy. A few. Yeah. He is now leading Hakeem Jeffries for the first time, as far as I can tell. Yeah, that All hasn't right. happened. Yeah. Well, 213 good. to 211, but there are seven holdouts. Mm-hmm. So you're saying there's a chance. During uh, the 12th round of voting for the uh, Speaker of the House, where, you know, you got some holdouts in the Republican Party and they're being called everything from crybabies to grandstanders to terrorists. Uh, I thought you were supposed to actually debate on the House floor and no one is entitled to be the Speaker of the House. But here I am being naive and thinking America should function the way it was designed to function. Uh, there is one moment. One of the holdouts is uh, Matt Rosendale. Okay. He dramatically walks up when it's his turn to vote. And he has people in suspense. Mm-hmm. Rosendale. Kevin! Hearn! Hearn. <laughs> <laughs> the guys, the theatrics smokes. of it. He shows up and he goes, Kevin! And looks around, smiles at people. Everybody's like, come on, come on, come on. Hearn! <laughs> oh, man. 
Now, if you want to say that's grandstanding, okay. That is. <laughs> but it's funny. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you at all. But you had 13 that, because of concessions made, said, okay, I'll vote for McCarthy now. But you got seven, and I know <laughs> by appearances, three of them aren't ever voting for McCarthy because no. they've said it. Gates and Bobert both said it. So we'll see where that goes. We mentioned that, you know, for a little while, Byron Donalds from Florida was getting a lot of votes, like 20. And then, hey, man, I don't even want this, basically what he was saying. But through all that, Cory Bush Jeez. called him a token. Yeah. And called him one that was holding up white supremacy, even though he's a black man. Um, Dan Bishop from South Carolina torched Cory Bush yesterday standing up for Byron Donalds. Roll that. This is good. That memory lack wrote and sent out to America that Byron Donalds is a prop. I've spent a good bit of time with Mr. Donalds, especially lately. He ain't no prop. In my opinion, the applause should have been a lot greater than it was. Yeah, I think so. But again, Democrats are racist. They prove it all the time. They won't. And if he were a prop, he wouldn't be sitting where he's sitting. This is the tired, old, grotesquely racist rhetoric that we've seen far too long. <laughs> that guy, man, he can, he can get that spirited sort yeah, of can. almost 1800s delivery in a speech. Far too long. Yeah, don't doubt it. Um, There's one other clip, and that was uh, Byron Donalds. He was on with Stu Varney on Fox, and Stu asked him about this, the whole thing with Corey Bush. And, you know, to me, he could have gone scorched earth there. Um, Chose not to, but it was pretty classy, actually. A Democrat colleague, Corey Bush, attacked you online in a tweet. She calls you a prop for upholding white supremacy. Hmm. I'd like you to take this opportunity to respond to that, sir. Yes. Well, I mean, first of all, I thought it was just blatantly outrageous. Um, First, you know, man, that sucks, man, to be honest with you, man. I'm sorry. I, I feel, you know, bad that she really put that out there because... You know, if you see a black man rising, I mean, let the man rise, even if you don't agree with him. Specifically to my policies, I would argue that she should sit down and debate me one-on-one. And let's do that, Stu. We could do it on your program. We could do it on CNN. We could do it on MSNBC. And I would pay money to see it. Oh, yeah. They won't ever do that. Somebody like Corey Bush. Good for you, Byron. Okay, how is climate change causing violence against women? Uh, Washington Post has heard from more uh, experts, and apparently climate change puts more women at risk for domestic violence. Oh, my God. (laughs) How? How is that possible? (laughs) The uh, UN Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change identified a link between climate change and violence, saying that extreme weather events are driving domestic violence with global implications for public health and gender equality. Okay. <laughs> of course, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. <laughs> Biggest story of the day, David. Uh, Kevin McCarthy still addicted to losing, although making some progress. So we'll we'll see where this all goes. I don't know of uh, the remaining representatives that are not willing to vote for him to be Speaker of the House. I don't know if he can bring enough over. Honestly, uh, for at least a couple. So we mentioned it's not about making concessions. It's because of you yeah. and your past record, you're 
you're not somebody that we can trust. Right. So <laughs> we'll see where it goes, man. I guess they're going to go for uh, number 13 now? Uh, yeah, they, that, that looks like that's what's going to happen. And they might have to work through the weekend. <laughs> Never uh, redecorate the house till you close the deal. The border's not open. We've heard that yet again today. Straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, before we get to uh, <laughs> on the House Speaker vote. Um, okay, Van Camp's just trying to trigger me today with all of the clips of Alejandro Mayorkas. I, I can tell. I am, yeah. I'm just trying to push your buttons as we head into the weekend here. Okay. Uh, well, so yeah. Joe Biden laid out some ideas for dealing with his border crisis. The basic idea is that they're just changing the definition of who is crossing illegally and who is not. You can download this, night, this nice little app that'll get you in contact with federal officials, and you can tell them that you're coming. I think they need to, like, brand this app. They need to call it, like, Uber or something like that, right? You, you sign up on the Uber app, and then Border Patrol will come pick you up and drop you off at the destination of your choice. Yes. <laughs> and it would only be right for that agent to give up his house for the person coming in illegally. Well, yeah, of course. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas uh, said this. Okay. Roll it. Let me be clear. The border (laughs) is not open. We will continue to fully enforce our immigration laws in a safe, orderly, and humane manner. Maybe I've watched too much Jack Ryan lately. Maybe that's what it is. Because I I hear this. Let me be clear. Which is a sure sign he's going to say something that's absolutely not true. That's the tip, right? You hear it all the time. I mean, that's you're getting ready to show your hand. Yeah, Queen Jean Pierre does it all the all time. The time. Uh, we've been clear. The president has been. I've been, been clear. clear. No, you haven't. Yeah. The border is not open. No, it's been open. What does it look like, sir, when it's open? Right. Are you kidding? No. And the Jack Ryan part is, I'm just ready for you know somebody to be standing by him. Sometimes it's a dog collar to give him a little shock every time he lies. Maybe that would get him to tell the truth. You just keep ramping it up. I know. I'm probably going to get canceled for even saying that. <laughs> no, Although, I, I'll bet you anything, I'm not the only one. No. I, if you've had the same thought, hit up Robbins on Facebook. No, of course you have. And give, Every, me, yes. give me what you would like to see instead of dog collar. <laughs> I bet we're going to get some doozies. We're going to have to do an updated version of the song Imagine. <laughs> Imagine there's a shock collar. <laughs> Better freaking tell the truth. <laughs> the if border you is are open. A born liar. <laughs> you're gonna feel it down to your tooth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robbins. We're on it. Well played. Uh, now, as far as uh, the whole Speaker of the House thing, did you know it's disrupting business for the government? 
It's what I've heard. Republicans are saying, we want to hold these people accountable. We can't do nothing until we have a Speaker of the House. These holdouts are stopping democracy. Yes. <laughs> Wait a second. I thought this was democracy. It, it, it literally is democracy. Okay. But, yeah, uh, it, the the takes are flying out there. And I, I stumbled across this, actually. I just I want to play this for you. Um, it's the ladies on The View, always a source of good information, right? When you're talking about things that are important, like the House of Representatives, you have to go to these ladies on The View, okay? Oh. Have to. Okay. Sonny Hostin, lawyer. <laughs> oh. Actually trained lawyer. Had this to say. This was her take on the holdouts in the vote for Speaker of the House. Okay, so Sonny, why do you think he still wants it? Well, I, I think he, he's just taken his political aspirations to a, to mm. a new level. He's putting vanity before the country, but, but if before Lauren his party. Bogley could get rid of him. Well, he's, he's given away the power of, of the, 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 the position other than the title of the position, right? So it's ridiculous. But I got to say, I think the reason that these election deniers that are still in Congress um, are holding their party hostage is because there has been no accountability for January 6th. I think that is why uh, they have the power that they have. And it's shameful that the Justice Department, Well, there frankly, have been for some people who were interested. Some people, I mean, oh there have been, goodness. you know, 900 uh, some odd people um, that have been prosecuted uh, for, yeah. for crimes but not related to the But not the powerful ones and not the enablers and not the chief orchestrator of yeah. it, Donald J. Trump. Right. I mean, yeah. he needs to go to jail. And <laughs> Is this torture Friday? What are you doing, David? You got, listen, if you want to break this log jam up, you got to have Merrick Garland and go in there and start arresting people. For reasons, okay? <laughs> for, yeah, for reasons. <laughs> Don't know what, but for reasons. Imagine you're going out to a nice lunch mm -hmm. somewhere, and there's a table full of the view ladies there spewing this nonsense. You yeah. get another table. Yeah, you torturous all of us with this on the show. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's what makes me go to church every Sunday, because <laughs> I know that's what hell is. It's a room that's really hot with the view on nonstop on a loop. Wow. That's something. A form of election denialism. And someone from MSNBC said that, apparently. Oh, yeah. MSNBC's Garrett oh. Haig had this world-class hot take on the battle over who will be Speaker of the House. Okay. This is a form of election denialism here uh, by some of these Republicans in the anti-McCarthy group. Remember, McCarthy won a closed-door uh, election overwhelmingly back in November to be the consensus Republican conference picked to be speaker. So these members are denying the results of an election again <laughs> that has already taken place. That's not the way it no, works. No, it hasn't taken place. No, that, I mean, that's the way it has worked, but that's actually not the election. The real no. election is what's happening Yes. And what has been happening this week. That's the actual election. I don't know if you guys saw it. And it was right as the break was happening before Christmas. When the omnibus bill got shoved through and Chip Roy gave an impassioned speech about how broken everything is and how the American people were getting ripped off because of deals like that. One of the things that Gates, Boebert, Chip Roy, they're all doing is trying to make sure that can't happen anymore and getting the concessions. That's why it started, in my opinion. It doesn't make sense. Some people are like, well, they're, they're just, they're raising money off of this. So is Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. 
That's not what it's about. I want to believe that those people actually have the American people in mind with standing up for this right now. The establishment people are the ones that have their panties in a bunch. It's mm-hmm. not the voters I'm talking to. It's some of the hosts on cable news and all of the, well, establishment GOP people. Because what was the take after the omnibus bill got put through from a lot of conservatives? It doesn't matter if it's Republicans. They're just as bad as the Democrats. I don't know how many times I heard that. One is the same. There's no difference anymore. And so some people take it seriously that they're elected to go to D.C. for the people. And that's what they're trying to do, in my opinion. Well, but, man, just, the pressure's immense. Yeah. There's always been people who are disruptors of big business Yes, that get in with a boatload of new ideas or new ways to think that are better ideas, and the establishment pushback is tremendous because their livelihoods are at stake. Yes. And they know it. We can't have any of these dissenters on board. Wow. Okay. Other news out there. Oh, the Taliban in the news, along with Prince Harry. Did anybody hear about this? Taliban? Mm. So the Prince Harry book's coming out. Spare. Really? Haven't heard. Well, um, in the book, uh, Harry sort of brags about killing 25 troops in Afghanistan. And so there are former U.K. military leaders that are fearing that could incite assassination attempts. Because you have the fundamentalist group interior minister Anas Haqqani, the Taliban, saying on Twitter that leaked sections of the Prince Harry book were akin to him confessing to, quote, war crimes. Says, Mr. Harry, the ones you killed were not chess pieces. They were humans. They had families who were awaiting for their return. Among the killers of Afghans, not many have your decency. Um, oh, well, that's that's the, I got that mixed up. That was the quote from Harry. But from the Taliban, they're not finding any humor in that at all, bragging about who you killed yeah. in Afghanistan. So there is fear that there's going to be retributions. Wow. The truth is what you've said. Our innocent people were chess pieces to your soldiers, military, and political leaders. Oh, oof. Yeah, that, well, I, to, the, to the Taliban, I would say, well, that's war, buddy. But yes, absolutely. But with Prince Harry just putting that out there in the yeah. book sort of nonchalantly, he probably didn't expect that to be happening. No, probably not. But, I mean, th- this guy, <clears throat> it's almost like uh, he realizes how emasculated he's been throughout right. this entire thing. So he's got to try to regain some, you know, I killed some chaps in Afghanistan. You know, Did you see the clip from 60 Minutes that, that came out? Because I guess he's going to be on 60 Minutes on Sunday. Robbins was just talking about that a little while ago. I have not seen the clip. <laughs> Dude, oh my gosh. What? What Megan had to go through was, was similar in some part to what, Kate and what Camilla went through, very different circumstances. But then you add in the race element, which was what the press, British press jumped on straight away. I went into this incredibly naive. I had no idea the British press was so bigoted. Hell, I was probably bigoted before the relationship with with Meghan. You think you were bigoted before the relationship with Meghan? I, I don't know. Put it this way, I didn't see what I now see. Ah. You know what that's code for? He's done the work. That's right. <laughs> he is seeing the error of his ways. Yeah. Okay, I thought the British press loved Megan in the beginning. 
I thought that's the way that went down. That they thought it was refreshing. Yeah. Until she showed her true colors. In the end, it doesn't matter to me one way or another, but that's as I remember it. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, she really is an insufferable person. I thought it was funny. Uh, I think it was Slate.com a couple of weeks ago had an article that said, yeah, okay, the British press treated her terribly or whatever, but watching the Harry and Meghan documentary, can we all kind of admit that they're just annoying people? It's like, yes. (laughs) Yes. They are annoying people. That is what it is, man. And the British press harder on her than anybody else? I I didn't follow it closely okay. enough to know. I mean, geez, the way that, that I did actually see some of that Harry and Meghan Netflix documentary, because it was playing at the dentist office. They had a, Oh, that's they, right. I'm like, did you watch this over the break? That, I no, forgot no, no, about I, the dentist appointment. So I had, I had to have a couple of things done at the dentist, <laughs> a couple of appointments, and they had it on, and they have two TV screens in the uh, room. And one of them is on the wall, and one of them is actually on the ceiling, so you can watch it while you're getting worked on. And so I figure that's actually a better form of anesthesia because I'm so mu- I'm I'm in so much pain watching this stupid documentary that I don't notice that she's drilling holes in my gums. It's almost like a punchline. Yeah, like the dentist isn't bad enough. Right. getting worked on. But you got to sit through that too. But but the way they lay that out is very dishonest because I remember following at least some of that. Yeah. And the way that uh, the way they talk about the royal family, man, is just incredible. I mean, just openly mocking the dude's grandmother in front of yeah. him, and he's just sort of smiling along with it. I mean, oh my gosh! Well, you watched some of it on your own, didn't you, Scott? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Until I smelled sulfur. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I still actually think that Meghan Markle may be America's greatest patriot as she is finishing the job that our founding fathers started by destroying the monarchy. <laughs> it's happening. Uh, real quick, uh, commu- uh, the Consumer Electronics Show, I almost said computer, the Consumer Electronics Show uh, has been going on this week, and there's always news that comes out of that. Um, there's, there's a story about possible talking pets in the future. That what would your dog say if it could speak to you? Fluent Pet promises this. They're, they have this little contraption. It has buttons that says can train your pet to push if it's hungry or if it needs to go outside or wants to play whatever the mood that over time you have mm-hmm. it. The little paw, press the button, and then it'll tell you what it's thinking. Oh, gosh. You can't tell that anyway? Some people can't. You're gifted, David. Mm-hmm. You're like a cat whisperer and a dog whisperer. It's different from you just normal humans. But this is interesting. Um, I had nothing here on how to discipline a cat, though, Scott. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But they do have a calming pillow that they're also coming out with. Robotic uh, pillow that can help users relax by mimicking the rhythm of breathing. And it just kind of vibrates against your head and calm you down. Sometimes you could use it maybe during the show. Jeez. Buy a dog or a cat, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. We got another news update to get to. Also, very surprising what the top podcasts on Spotify are. You'll be surprised. Straight ahead.
The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. And how the stalemate is reverberating across the country and disrupting government business. Talking about uh, the vote for the House Speaker. What's across the country mean? The business. The, you can't get government business done. They can't do anything. It's okay. a stalemate. And it's all these holdouts. They're just... But it's happening everywhere, in other words. Yeah. It's affecting the entire country. Okay. Yes. Yes. heard it described as a croft, the country. How dare you? Well, I have it! Golly. I thought it was some new thing. I don't know. Very cheap, sir. Very cheap. That's what he said. Kevin McCarthy got 213 votes last time around to Hakeem Jeffries, 211, and 7 were holdouts. Down from 20. Yeah. So where does it go now? Well, we'll see. There's going to be another vote. Oh, real quick, before we set you up for the Friday Five, I happen to see this story at Daily Wire. Some of the top podcasts in the country, I had no idea, are about the Bible and Christianity. Isn't that interesting? I saw that, too. Yeah, I would never have guessed that. One is the Bible recap. That's like Bible in a year. Uh I've listened to that before. Uh, The other one is Catholic Media's The Catechism in a Year podcast. They did Bible in a Year, and that's like the follow-up, I guess. But I never would have guessed that. Uh Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that I've said it before. When you're going through the Old Testament, it's almost soothing in a way to know the human race has always been crazy. (laughs) Pretty nuts. Sometimes you're like, okay, a lot of what we're seeing right now has sort of happened before, just at, you know, maybe a different level, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Um, It's about that time on Friday where we take a break from news and do a countdown. And today for our Friday Five, well, Rolling Stone the other day had their was it greatest singers of all time list? Yeah. And it was controversial because mm-hmm. it was so bad. And so David had the idea yesterday. What if we just narrow it down to best rock vocalists of all time? And same criteria we usually do. You know, how big was this particular singer? Test the time. How much you like that singer? Put it all together. If you want to get in early, wow. the number is 210-619-2053. And we'll kick it off next Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. First Friday of 2023. That means it's time for a countdown, and it always starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f*** out of here, all right? The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Friday Five. Today, because Rolling Stone came out with a list the other day of the greatest singers of all time, subpar at best. Pretty bad list, really. A lot of omissions. We decided to do our own, but narrow it down to the best rock vocalists of all time. Rock vocalists! Yes, the number to get in is 210-619-2053. Great list. It really is. The criteria, how big was this singer at the height of their powers? Then, 
do they stand the test of time? Then how much do you personally like the singer? And we also threw in another, another piece of this is, how good would you actually rate the vocals of this person? Mm-hmm. Very subjective. Mm, yeah. But a lot of fun to put together. Um, I think all of our picks are represented for the most part. I got a couple that didn't make it mm-hmm. into the five. But that's the fun of doing this whole segment. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. It's a new loving 2023. Nope. Mm-hmm. There was no rebel in the caucus who was holding up the list. No, but I mean, there, there's definitely going to be some democracy here, and there's going to be some good-spirited arguments, <laughs> right. I would say, but let's yes. get right to Although, it. Although, none of us voted for Kevin McCarthy. None That's of very true. Yeah. I, uh-huh. In fairness, I've never heard him sing. I've heard he has an angelic voice. <laughs> Yes, I think Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys, could sing better, but that's okay. Well, Frank Luntz knows about how he sings in the shower. He's heard him in there yeah. before. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, they're roommates. Can we get to the songs? Gosh, duets before, it. yeah. Uh, let's talk know. to Susan in Salem. Hey, Susan. Hi, gentlemen. How are you? Great, Susan. Good. Thanks for checking in. What are you thinking? Of course. Happy New Year. So. Me too. Uh, to me, this guy's voice is angelic in terms of rock and roll. It's got to be Robert Plant with Led Zeppelin. You are going to yep. have a great weekend. Number one. Did anybody else have Plant number one outside of me? I did not. It was, There was a very narrow narrow gap between what was my number one and and what and Robert Plant at number two. Me too. It it came down to that fourth criteria uh, thing about just the quality of voice. And I I hate myself for saying it, but I think if you look at like the technical abilities of this other singer versus Robert Plant, I would have to go just barely with the other guy. You know, there was one thing we didn't really talk about and that was versatility. Yeah. The one thing I love about Plant is the versatility. Yeah. And the stuff he does with Allison Krauss now. Yeah. I really like. Me his too. voice is different than it was as ah, all that stuff, but man, yeah. it's still he's awesome. Can can we get another immigrant song there? Only one per week, sir. Oh, dang it. All right. Oh, sorry. Oh, let's get <laughs> let's, let's talk to uh David in Hillsboro. Hey, David. Well, happy Friday and happy New Year, gentlemen. Oh, David, we love David. Happy New Year, David. Gosh, dang. This is my 10th year of calling you guys. I just wanted you to know. So that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Love your show. Love Scotty. Love David. Love Jamie. And uh, I just heard McCarthy is uh, going to the bullpen and he's bringing in the Sandman to pitch the third. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. I like that. Well done. What are you thinking yeah, today, David? I love Led Zeppelin, but I got to tell you, I've lived long enough to appreciate rock and roll. And this guy, the king, Elvis Presley. I think I'm the only one that had Elvis in the top five. I'm with you, David. I can't walk out. I've seen some documentaries and watched some people break down his vocal technique. And it's even more impressive than I thought when I was a kid. And a personal like, I think a lot of this is memories of growing up. My dad played Elvis records and all that stuff. When you don't believe. 
with, with a lot of this five, man, there's just so many on the out, just barely on the outside right. looking in. And Elvis was one of those for me. Yep. Yeah. Like who finished it? Five missed f- number five by a point for me. Mm-hmm. Everything was separated by like a point. Yeah. They're all great singers, obviously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Ellie in Bay City, Michigan. Hey, Ellie. 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 Ellen? Ellen. 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 Okay, sorry, sorry Ellen. Down differently. Yeah. Yeah, it's Ellen from Bay City, Michigan. Ellen, thanks for checking in. What are you thinking today? First, I'm thinking the greatest of all time has got to be Freddie Mercury. Yep. Absolutely in the top five. Yeah. Number five. one of those things when you saw like a cover band do Queen, you're like, okay, that guy can sing. If yeah. they did it well. I mean, your bands always did Queen, David, with you on vocals. Oh, yeah, always, yeah. I, I had people weeping in the aisles singing Love of My Life, okay? They were weeping for the other reason. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find an exit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Freddie Mercury's a great singer. Yes, he is. No yeah. doubt about it. That's my number one. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Mark in Lynchburg, Virginia. Hey, Mark. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Mark, thanks for checking in, man. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, you know, there are a lot of them out there, but I've got to go with Axl Rose, Guns N' Roses. Showing some love, man. Oh, David, you picked one of my favorites. I love Ryan Cruz. I think it's actually just a compilation of him doing wow! Even better. <laughs> Not everybody's taste. I know that. <laughs> uh, but, man, I think you couldn't deny this if you were ranking it. Mm-hmm. As far as at the height of his powers, he was a 10. Oh, totally. And it's a 10 test of time. Yeah. And then it comes down to personal like and how good a singer. Yeah. I think he is. Wasn't that list, it was like three years ago? of range of singer mm-hmm. and they looked all, at all these people including like Whitney Houston all these people and Axel had the greatest range well, yeah, of them all massive range yeah it's hard to hard to reproduce that live yeah. but well I, you know I got to do it time to die! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so great all right who's next let's talk to Kevin in Virginia hey Kevin greetings Kevin <laughs> Happy New Year, Kevin. Happy New Year. To, to, to start the new year, I heard that, the, you know, President Magoo called the camel toe the president again. <laughs> he did. He did. He did. Yeah, yeah it happened it's again. O- it's okay. Well, yeah, but it's okay, though, because Corinne Pierre Van Dome said it's, it was because he was diagnosed with an illness. It was called emeritus. Yes. <laughs> Latin for brain is dead. Right. <laughs> Off to a great new year there, Kevin. Yeah, right. Hey, I oh, I got a copy of Uncle Joe's Christmas present to his wife, you know, uh, his yeah. yearly poem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's titled An Ode to Jill. Not in uh, the history books will show it. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes nah. it goes like this. It goes like this. There was an old witch named Jill who daily gave Joe all his pills. 
He obeys the woke mob who gave who have nary a job and the taxpayers foot all the bills. <laughs> nice good, job. Very, very, very well That's done. Good. Nice job. Well, what are you thinking today, Kevin, for a singer? Oh, I asked my buddy Uncle Bumbles, and he said, "Who? Who? My favorite singer? Who? Oh, Roger Daltrey. Yeah, who? Yeah, <laughs> the Who." Roger Daltrey of The Who. Yes! Yeah! I love Roger Daltrey. That never gets old to me. That, that's that, another, another one of those guys, man, where it's barely on the outside looking I know. in my top five. And I, I just had to be as brutal as brutally honest as possible with like vocal range and things like that when it comes to like how good of a singer he's a great singer there's no question yeah but compared to the people who wound up on the five i mean yeah. the, the range isn't quite the same i it's it's it was hard it was really hard you know, the other thing impressive about him seeing him live in 89 and when they were doing who are you which is over six minutes he ran in place yeah. during the entire song and he was shredded. He had like a like a jean jacket, you know, but not buttoned. No shirt. Why would you if he had abs like that? Right. And he's running in place and hitting every note. You're like, I have no idea how that's possible. I, I saw him too. He was doing the same stuff. I mean, yeah, he was spot on. Yeah, good front man too. Okay, best rock vocalist of all time. We're still looking for number three and four. The number two one zero six one nine two zero five three. It's the Friday Five, and we'll wrap it up next, right here. Jamie Martin, David Van Camp with hot takes that never stop, mm-hmm. even off air. And there's Scott Robbins. And we got the Friday Five. Oh, we got a news update to get to because uh, 13th ballot's going on right now for House Speaker. Gosh. Not looking good for Big Kev again. Uh, but more on that in just a bit. Um, got to finish up the Friday Five today. We're doing the greatest rock vocalists of all time. We're doing that because Rolling Stone did a list of the greatest singers of all time. We didn't think it was very good, so that's why we're doing the best rock vocalist today. Number one, Robert Plant. Already been named. Number two has not been named yet, nor three or four. Five is Freddie Mercury of Queen. Also had honorable mentions, including The King, Elvis Presley, Roger Daltrey of The Who, Axl Rose of Guns N' Roses, and others. And now back to it, David. Uh, let's talk to Mark in Portland. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Two, Mark. And, uh, hey, uh, here's a voice I like to hear uh, just right after the three of yours. Uh, that's uh, Ann Wilson of Heart. Love to hear her sing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Number three. Very cool too. I don't think I would agree with you politically, but interviewed her once. She was cool. And very, very humble. It was a quick meet and greet thing, but it was they were both very nice. And the thing is, did you watch the Kennedy Center Honors do the Zeppelin stuff? Oh yeah. No, but I've seen him do the Amazing. Zeppelin stuff. It is. It's really good. Dude, she I mean I mean Robert Plant I think was weeping. By the way, 
was that meet and greet quick because you gave him the creep piece a little bit? Did you got like hand over the like? Can we get a picture? Did you do that whole thing? No, it was. I don't remember being creepy with him. Just asking. I don't think I made the Wilsons memoir. And then we were at a show, and <laughs> this DJ in a satin jacket smoking a Marlboro Red came up <laughs> with booze on his breath. <laughs> uh, who's next, David? Let's talk to Dan and El- and uh, Amarillo. Hey, Dan. What's happening, guys? How y'all doing? First time caller here. Oh, oh thanks, Dan. Dan. Enjoying ourselves, man. I hope you are, too. Man, it's Friday, and it's time to rock and roll. Yes, sir. Yep. Love it. 100%. What well, you got today? Man, hands down, Brad Delp of Boston. Dude, we had like a 10 minute conversation about Brad Delp yes, yesterday. <laughs> I had him in my top five. Dude, no argument there. None. Such a short career, unfortunately. I know they've been played a million times, more than a feeling, and four play long time. I could never turn them off. No, never. And partly because of his vocal. It's yep. so good. Fantastic. Okay. Still looking for two and four. All right, who's next, David? Let's talk to Joe in Virginia. Hey, Joe. Hey, how's it going? Good, Joe. What are you thinking for great uh, rock vocalist? Honestly, I'm surprised he wasn't number one. Steve Perry of Journey. Yeah. Dude, number four. Okay, here's the conversation we have sometimes. David, you and I have had it about Robert Plant specifically. Through yeah. the albums, you hear the voice change a little bit. Oh, yeah. You hear it from that first album that Steve Perry was a part of Journey Infinity on through to Frontiers and Beyond. You can hear the difference in the voice because those guys were road dogs. Yeah. That label had them out on the road all the time, and his voice, it, it suffered. But still there, man. Incredible voice. I just watched, it was like the Midnight Special from 1978 over the break. Mm. It came up on YouTube. And the live vocal from him in those days was oh, yeah. unreal. Yeah. So good. It's crazy. Okay, still looking for number two. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Mark in the free state of Florida. Hey, Mark. Hey, we were, uh, my wife and I were pondering, we were thinking uh, Janice Joplin. Certainly mm. iconic, loses points on the quality. I think you're the biggest Janice Joplin fan of the yeah. three. Yeah. Yes. It's yep. kind of like, it's like, you know, talking about Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, iconic vocalist, but would you say he's a great singer? Well, no. Yeah, probably not. No! No! Oh, Ronnie James Dio (laughs) says no, and he was an honorable mention, too. that's true. Okay. Who's next? Uh, Let's talk to Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Hi, guys. Happy New Year, Mary! Hey, happy first Friday. Uh Oh, Oh, did we lose you? Countdown's on. Yes! So, anyway, say uh, Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. Yes. Certainly iconic. Again, iconic, but compared yeah. to people in the top five, best singer. Probably. Well, you want me to roll number two? Yeah, let's roll number two. Okay, roll it out. Number two. Paul McCartney. 
number one, right, David? That was my number one, yes. I had him in my five. You didn't have him, Scott. No. Why do you hate the Beatles? I love the Beatles. Why do you hate freedom? I love freedom. Why are you a communist? (laughs) And I'm not a communist. (laughs) Just playing a lefty right now, sorry. Hey, man. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story of the day today, David. Uh, well, we're uh, Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House. Well, the I guess he's trying to be Speaker of the House. There's a new ballot that's underway. Voting is underway. He's getting some of the holdouts uh, to his side now, but the suspense is still on. Yeah, we'll have uh, results again coming up in just a few. By the way, the recap: the Friday Five, Robert Plant, number one. Paul McCartney at two, Ann Wilson three, Steve Perry four, and Freddie Mercury at five. That was a fun countdown. Good one. Yeah, we. I mean, shoot, man, we can go on and on. So many great singers. You know? Sorry, David Lee Roth, honorable mention. <laughs> Maybe next time. Keep going. Just keep going. All right, Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day. The trifecta and a news update next, right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the millennial, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, so we have an update now as far as the House Speaker vote. 13th go round. Mm-hmm. There are five others currently that are not going with Kevin McCarthy or Hakeem the Dream Jeffries. Yes. So that would say that's enough holdout to not. Yes. Make Kevin speaker again. That's what it looks like, yes. Yeah. So there's been a lot of talk of this and a lot of talk of the holdouts. Because we did have some members say, okay, there's been enough concessions made. Things that we wanted out of this, making this more of yeah. the way government's supposed to run. Uh, we'll go ahead and vote for McCarthy now. Like 13 or 14? Yeah. But like, they still don't have all the numbers they need. Well, I mean, no, they don't. And, you know, like uh, Representative Chip Roy, he got apparently what he wanted, or at least enough of what he wanted, to where he was able to change his vote and go ahead and say, all right, I'll support Kevin McCarthy to be Speaker of the House. That's how this works. Yes. But at least up until now, and I don't know who the other five were of the seven that earlier did not vote for Kevin McCarthy, but Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates have both said and not ever voting for McCarthy. Mm-hmm. And that goes on his voting record. And also the threats that he's made. That yeah. if you don't get in line with me, you're going to get punished by this. They're like, oh, well, then I'm never voting for you. Right. Make threats like that. Yeah, don't make threats. So, David, you had a piece of audio that we haven't heard yet. Yeah. Who was whining about this this morning? Oh, MSNBC's Joe Scarborough. Oh, you know, I haven't heard from Joe Scarborough in a while. Here he's comes the something uh, insane. Yes. remedial English Muppet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Anyway, here, here, he had a meltdown today. Oh, well, this should be fun. Roll it. I, I've got to say, and again, of course, nobody will listen to me and because they haven't listened to me for six years and they keep losing in the Republican Party. You do what you want to do. You want to keep losing, you keep losing. If I'm in the Republican Party's uh, place right now, I get a group of leaders together. 
I have all 201 of them stand or all 200 of them stand in front of 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 microphones and say, hey, guess what? Guess what? All of those things we offered you, all of those concessions, they're off the table. You lost. We gave it to you. You didn't take it. Okay, Mr. Tough Guy, really? You've been a loser for a long time. I could have done six years, please. You lost. We're starting all over. And guess what? We still have 200 votes. Go to hell. Stop this shuttle diplomacy where I'm running around and you're making me chase my tail. So am I here? All right. Maybe this isn't what Joe's saying. In my mind, I'm hearing him say, you should get in line and be just a doormat shill like I've been my whole life. Yeah, that's exactly what he's saying. Okay. How dare you make me work for the job I'm asking for? Right. Yeah. And actually go and do the job that people elected you to do instead of lining your pockets. Okay. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, his punishment is Mika. Well, that, that tells you everything you need to know about the guy, right? I mean, the guy right. just sort of says, hey, I need a leash. I've got the collar. I just need a leash. And she was there with the leash. That's right. Oh, man. Well, this is right. personal He's now. He's 100% right on that. Yep. Are you saying, Scott, Yeah. that if you were a single guy working with Mika and she was single, that you wouldn't take her out to dinner? And I wouldn't be fitted for a leash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready for your top three yeah, of the day? Yeah, let's roll, man. All right, roll it out. Here we go. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day and helped by his hero in life. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey! All the way back from his top 40 days. I think he's ready? Yes. Okay. Three. Number three, Sam Bankman-Fried, the crypto fraudster who was a darling of the left until suddenly they all forgot his name. When he got busted being a fraudster right. and stealing Ooh, billions of dollars. Of yeah, he was a regular visitor at the White House. Yeah, White House records have recently been made public. They've revealed that Sam Bankman-Fried met with senior Biden administration officials in the White House on four occasions. Over the course of 2022, including a just-disclosed visit on September the 9th. When pressed on this subject during a presser, White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre Van Camp Mellencamp insisted that all meetings between White House officials and the crypto mogul focus primarily on Bankman Freed's nonprofit pandemic preparedness initiatives. <laughs> they weren't talking. That's what they were doing. They were trying to help the American people. You ungrateful. <laughs> uh, she also said there may have been a conversation, maybe that pertained to general information regarding the cryptocurrency industry and the exchanges of crypto. Maybe. But for the most part, they were there to help with preparedness of COVID. How can we help? We're here. Right. We're FTX. Mm -hmm. Yes. What can I do for you? Unbelievable. We're getting closer and closer to number one. You know, lie is only plausible if it's plausible, right? Two. Number so two. Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day. Casey's got a plane to catch, I think. <laughs> I think does, what's going on with him? Two. <laughs> Number two, hey. the, the NFL is not rescheduling the Bills-Bengals game, and it's yeah. chaos now. 
Uh, well, it's a good thing. Uh, the NFL did announce they will not reschedule the playoff game between the Bills and the Bengals, or the face-off game, I should say, after the DeMar Hamlin thing. Uh, the good news is that Hamlin survived the ordeal, and we know that, and he is able to communicate now in writing and, I guess, is able to speak at this point. Yeah, I just saw that earlier. Yeah, that how he about communicated that, huh? with his teammates. The game was canceled uh, after the incident, and neither the players or the coaches wanted to continue, and apparently nobody else wants to pick it up either. And there is some controversy. There are some players that are upset and some other people who are mad about it, like people whose fantasy teams tanked because the game was called off. I had two Bengal players in the last. Right. Yeah, I did. I had T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Well, Josh, I was I was projected to win, mm-hmm. but now the game is over. And Josh Allen came out today and said, "Hey, man, knock it off with the T. Higgins stuff, okay?" Dude, it wasn't dirty. I I, I know, but Josh Allen said it today. He goes, "Just good. knock it off." He said that that was a clean hit. There was no problem with the hit. No, um, there was no. You know, the guy certainly didn't want to send another player into cardiac arrest. I mean, no. so knock it off with that. He's not to blame. The guy's already beaten himself up enough over it, and I'm sure he is. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, right thing to do. Cost me 450 bucks. If my team would have won. Mm. What? Well, that's what you get for gambling. I'm joking. Okay. I just want to I see if you say. would buy that. Well, I, I don't do that. Kind of it's all for fun. In, man. I didn't know. <laughs> it's all for fun. But talking of gambling, and that's why I was leading into this, yeah. we're going into uh, and finally, your third story of the trifecta. One. Yeah. Which uh, is... Well, Joe Biden uh, stepped on the numbers landmine again. He he can't do numbers. I I don't know why. I don't even know why he tries. Who writes this stuff for him? Joe Biden crunched the numbers in calculating the number of fentanyl that could kill people here in the U.S., although his math was way off. Here's Joe. For example, since August of last year, Custom and Border Patrol have seized more than 20,000 pounds of deadly fentanyl. That's enough to kill Killed many as a thousand people in this country. Twenty thousand pounds of fentanyl. Well, actually, it would kill four point five billion yeah. people, Joe. But <laughs> you know, got the zero in the wrong spot. Maybe if you dropped fentanyl on top of a building with no one there, it would kill a thousand people. Well, a zero, and then another zero, and another zero, and another zero. Yeah. That's not like a typo. No. I- <laughs> I think, in fairness, though, according to Joe Biden, 200 million people died from COVID. Another 100 million and change died from gun violence. So maybe he really is thinking that there's only 1,000 people left alive in the United States. So yeah, that could be, too. You know, not everybody has the tolerance of his son, Hunter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Pounds of deadly fentanyl. Yeah, whatever. You know yeah. what he meant. Okay, all right. Heck yes. Uh-huh. And yeah. there you have it. Yes. Nice trifecta. Thank you. Way to go. Um, oh, I brought up the betting thing because David, earlier in the show, bet 10 bucks, not even asking for odds, that none of this is going to matter as far as scheduling the NFL playoffs because Tom Brady is going to rally the Buccaneers and he's going to win another Super Bowl. That's a hot take, man. Wow. I wasn't even sure they were in. They're in. Okay. They clinched a spot. But man, oh man, ten bucks and I mean they gotta win all the way through. It's yes, not like do. just getting there or anything else. It's winning the Super Bowl. Tom Brady's got nothing to lose now. This is it. This is his legacy on the line. And he's no, gonna another, rally the troops. Another ten dollars for us is what I see, because you're in on that too, Scott. Yeah, I can't no. I don't see a way that happens. But hey, 
By the way, not that everybody cares about our bets. It'll take me like 20 seconds, I think, to clean this up, maybe 30. Because I forgot at the end of the year we needed to clean it all up. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Robbins won five bucks from Van Camp when the Bills beat the Rams. Um, oh, David, you do officially owe me $5 now because Kim Kardashian yeah. did not pass the bar. She's running around with Pete Davidson instead of studying for the bar exam. Come That's on. That's right. Yes, I'm about to lose five to Robbins by the beginning of February because I predicted over a year ago Biden wouldn't be the president by February 1st, 2023. Oh, here's another update. Um, Van Camp won five bucks from you, Scott, because Albert Pujols did hit 250 or above for the season. Oh, and Robbins, you owe me five because Will Smith did have a major movie release before April 2023. Um, I think that pretty much covers it. You know, what was the Will Smith movie? Emancipation? Was, yeah. No one saw that. It doesn't matter right now. No. So, yeah, we I think we're all updated now. Okay. Man, I'm doing well with that. Um, also, real quick, sexiest names for men and women. Sexiest? Yes, this just came out. Um, and what is interesting, common names for men and women. Hmm. Any guesses? David. Ooh. Uh, no, nowhere in the top five. Oh, man. Do you want to make this an official game? I don't know we have time for that. Oh, and I'll tell you what. Since you neither one have seen it, the first two to get a correct guess for men or women will win this game. Uh, Allison. Allison, no. James. James is third. Yes. <laughs> there you go. So Robbins could actually win this. He's already got one right, David. Uh, I'll go with Jane. Jane. Looking, looking. No Jane. Robbins, you actually have a chance. Joseph. Mm, oh. Joe? I, I don't know if they're going to accept. Uh, they say... Yes, yes, they'll accept, and Robbins wins this. Joe is in there. All right. Well, congratulations, I mean, Scott. In fairness, I mean, Scott's a bigger fan of sexy men than I am. So, <laughs> see, I knew this was Scott. I could, I read, you read my cartoon balloon. I'm going to get nailed on this one because I didn't come up with the one woman. Well, uh, for the dude, not the only thing you're getting nailed Nick, by. Jack, hello, James, Ben, Peter, and Joe. Yeah. For women, Mary, Rachel, Kate, Julia. Eva, Susan, Sophie, Mia, Julie, Bella, and Anna. And there you go. You don't think Bella's a sexy name? For a dog. Okay, every Bella hit Robin's up on Facebook. I know a a ton of dogs named Bella. Wow. That's all. Pretty rude, man. (laughs) Uh Oh, not looking good for Kevin McCarthy. Update in just a few, and Nimrod's in the news coming up. Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jeremy Marshall, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. I thought this was pretty funny. Uh, you got Eric Swalwell. You know, the guy who, uh, well, was literally in bed with a Chinese spy. Yes. Yeah, that guy. 
He has weighed in on the GOP holdouts in the election for Speaker of the House. He said, quote, I cannot wait to remind every GOP member that flips and votes for McCarthy how they have zero credibility. If you vote against McCarthy 10 times and then flip, you'll never be able to take, be taken seriously again. No, shut up. Uh, you negotiated to get what you wanted. Yeah, I mean, there are and people. And you got it, Fang Fang Man. <laughs> right. I mean, there are people who actually did get what they want. And so what's the problem? Right. God the shirtless camel rider. Yeah. I forgot well, about latest, that. The yeah. latest vote. Still six holding out at this time. <clears throat> so McCarthy 214, Jeffries 212. Not enough. So what are we going to 14 then? I guess so. I think the word is they're going to keep voting. They're going to keep going. <laughs> wow. Uh. Oh, goodness, man. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Got two Amazon gift cards now. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Uh, Saw this real quick um, with health news. If you're a procrastinator, not good. You're more likely to end up sad and broke. No joke. This is Swedish study looked at 3,500 college students and how prone they were to put things off. And there was a direct connection to several issues. The biggest procrastinators were most likely to have financial problems, depression, not get enough sleep, and not exercise enough. Hmm. So, I guess if that's you, that's something you should really watch out for. I heard there was a problem with that study. Uh, There was an article I saw, but I didn't get around to reading it. New Year. Van Camp still... Coming in from out of left field, love it. Let's get to Nimrod. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. We'll start in Louisiana today. Got through a rock right through the main entrance of a correctional center. Why would you do that? Well, he wanted to go back to jail. He had been released five hours earlier. But he wanted a place to sleep and a meal. Hey, let me back in. Oh, okay. Going back. And then, this is uh, in California. You got this video of two suspects caught on surveillance footage outside this business just after midnight. You can see them pouring gas everywhere around the outside of the building. Going to set it on fire. But they weren't exactly very careful because when it came to lighting it, they both ended up on fire. And that was also on the surveillance footage. You can see the flames on the clothing, and instead of the old stop, drop, and roll thing, they just started running. The firefighters came, put that out. Building badly damaged. Two arsonists still on the loose. Still on fire. Who knows? Yeah. Gotta be more careful. And that's Nimrod's in the news.